again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. It is indeed showtime, folks. Welcome to Boot to the Face. Chris Rucker, EJ Reed here on Twitch.tv, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs. I don't know what the hell they got to talk about right now because football season's over with. I know pitchers and catchers report pretty soon. NBA just finished their all-star game. Um, which we'll, we'll get into that in a minute, EJ. I, w- I want your thoughts on the NBA all-star weekend but go to fullpresscoverage.com and they will talk about whatever sport your little heart desires including the sport of professional wrestling where ej reed and myself will break down all the comings and goings of the past week as only we can do ej how the hell you yeah doing? man come to us for your first source of pro wrestling news boot to the face podcast ej all-star weekend in the nba uh kristen rink in the chat says she's got to keep up with wrestling now that her girl her daughter's all about it hell yeah that's good you know i i tried to get my kids into pro wrestling and my daughter i thought she would have been all about it she's a big time ryback mark right like mm-hmm. when she was Why? little, she was just a kid like he used to come out do the feed me more shit uh, like is, she didn't really uh, cater towards kids yeah, she didn't really watch it. She just fucking, you know, she would come through the room, feed me more. And she loved the little fucking John Cena shit. But, you know, now she's in the Harry Potter. She don't give a fuck. My son, I actually took him to uh, SmackDown. He was real big in Stardust. Cody Rhodes, right? <laughs> Stardust and Gold Dust. Then uh, he liked the shield also. And the shield broke up. This motherfucker was heartbroken. You hear me? Like... First, the shield broke up and he kept trying to watch. But then Stardust and Goldust broke up because Cody got released. And he was like, he was basically like, what am I? What am I fucking doing? Like, why? Why do I care about these people if they're all just going to break up all the time? Like, nobody stays together. So neither one of my kids give a fuck about wrestling. After the shield, he was like, peace, I'm out. Yeah. Fuck that noise. <laughs> He's like, Seth Rollins, a bitch. That's, that's what he said as he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> So I I go tell them and I'm like, yeah, I interviewed Mickey James. Hey, I met Sting this weekend. Like, they're like, cool, whatever. And so instead of watching wrestling on the weekends, I watched uh, I watched Harry Potter with my daughter this weekend. She's she's reading the books and every every time she finishes a book, we'll watch the movie. So that's uh, that's a thing. Uh, it's not bad though. I've never been to Harry Potter, so I don't know a lot about it. So it's all new to me. But it's all right. Like it's good good quality time spending with the kid. I don't know anything about Harry Potter. I remember when that first movie came out, I was like in eighth grade and they put it on Spanish. They put it on Spanish class. And mm-hmm. It was like, oh, it was completely Spanish. And I'm like, man, what the fuck is this? Like, turn this nerd shit off. I didn't realize that shit's 20 something years old. And like one of the main little girls in it is Emma Watson. And I have no idea who Emma Watson is. I just know the name. And I'm like, why does that girl look familiar? So I looked it up. Like, who the hell is Hermione? Hermione Granger is her name. And it's Emma Watson. Had no idea. So they're about really? to um 
Yeah, I didn't know that that's who that was. I don't. I've never seen a movie with Emma Watson that I know about. I just she just looks familiar. I mean, that's what she got famous off of was Harry Potter. I mean, I I put two and two together eventually, but <laughs> I didn't realize she was in Harry Potter. Like I thought she got famous off. I don't know for some reason I was thinking Lord of the Rings, which I have watched, but uh, Expecto Patron. Yeah, that's what I told my daughter to her Harry Potter part. She's like, that's that's not how it goes. Give me a wand. Go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so neither one of my kids give a shit about wrestling uh but i do but nba all-star weekend EJ, i remember this used to be a big thing at least for me it probably still is i just i'm just not tuned in in the nba anymore like are you still are you still on the nba tip yeah i'm still on the nba tip but not like i was back in the day. like i keep up with everything i just don't uh, watch the games it's, yeah, you know, as invested as I did back in the day, but I keep up with the scores. I keep up with the standings. I keep up with my team, even though they're trash right now. Who's your team? Chicago Bulls. Yeah, I'm a Knicks fan because I hated the Bulls when I was a kid. And, and I, if it's, I, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I just like the past few years. I just oh the Knicks suck again. I kind of tune out. And then when they're like, they went to the playoffs a couple of years ago. So I started watching like right after Christmas. I was like, oh shit, we got kind of a good team. Like I started getting familiar with the team and shit like that. Then the Hawks beat the dog shit out of them. They didn't make it last year. I know they're like middle of the road right now. They just made a big trade or they just got the guy from the Mavericks. Uh, is it Brunson? Yeah, Jalen Brunson. Yeah, he's balling and uh, RJ Baird's the guy. They got a good squad. I think they just need a really good big man. But then again, that could tell you how tuned out I am to the NBA. They probably don't even have big men anymore. (laughs) I feel like they're scoring 140 points a game now. They do have big men, but basketball, especially when it comes to NBA, is pretty positionless. Like, everybody does everything nowadays. Yeah. But All-Star Weekend used to be, like, appointment viewing. Like, I remember, uh, like, it's always on Valentine's Weekend, too, which is kind of a fucking cock block, you know? Like, you want to watch the dunk contest and all that shit, and you can't because you're, like, out at a hotel or something trying to be romantic, and you try to put the dunk contest on in the background. <laughs> like, no. Turn the three-point shootout. Like, do they even still do all that shit? Like, who's, yeah, who's yeah. who won the dunk contest? Didn't it, wasn't a white guy that won? Yeah, Mac McClung. What a bunch of Indians. I, and I followed this dude since high school, too, and it was just random. I didn't know he was an Indian. I'm like, is that Mac McClung? Yeah. Cause he like went viral, like he's like the same age as my nephew. He went viral like four or five years ago for the crazy stuff he used to do back in high school, like all these viral dunks. And he went to like Georgetown and I think maybe Texas Tech and kind of floundered there. He did decent, but you know, he didn't get drafted. And he went mm-hmm. to the G League and randomly they called him up. That's how you could tell the state of the dunk contest when they got to call up a G League guy to to come up and participate. You know, I remember 10, 15 years ago, LeBron said he was going to be in it, and then he punked out, and he never did it. Like, and ever since then, the bigger stars don't do it anymore. Like, the the most hype I recently remember, I shouldn't say recently, the most hype I remember lately over the dunk contest was, like, Nate Robinson and Dwight Howard. Like, them mm-hmm. two going back and forth. Ever since then, I feel like it's been kind of, I mean, you can only do so many different kind of dunks, right? Like, we've, we've seen everything. Yeah, but they kind of haven't tapped into, like, if you go on YouTube and look up, like, just 
people are professional dunkers. NBA still hadn't done a lot of those dunks, but like you said, it's but so much you could do, but there is more they could do if they research. But um, yeah, LeBron was kind of the catalyst of big stars not doing the dunk contest when he didn't do it as much as I like LeBron. It's kind of disappointing he never did the dunk contest. And yeah, like you said, the Nate Robinson and Dwight Howard, but then they had Blake Griffin did it. It got a little buzzed in, but the most recent that got that really got buzzed is when Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon were going back and forth in the dunk contest. This was, and this was like five, six years ago now. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can see me anymore, but I just, for some reason, got taken off the screen. So I'm going to have to, you're going to have to talk a little bit uh, while I fix I can this. See, I can see you on my end. You can see me on Zoom, but not on the stream. Oh. Um, so let's get into, let's get into some news and notes. Uh, rumor and innuendo would lead you to believe that the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega's contracts are up pretty soon and they will be getting the fuck up out of AEW. Um, I was I was on the internet and I saw somebody was like, yeah, this will, if they do this, like that's a blow that AEW won't be able to take. And I'm thinking, why? Like, me and you have talked about this. Like, I feel like the Bucks and Omega are basically like the eighth or ninth on the pecking order now. Like, when I tune into AEW, it's not for them. Like, and it hasn't been for a while. Um, if they were to end up, you know, leaving and going to WWE, how, how do you think that would affect AEW? Before I get into that, like, I did research and what. All I heard was like their contacts were over at the end of the year. I hadn't really heard any like just, like rumor or innuendo that they may be leaving. Like, who do you think is leaking these stories out? I mean, I, you know, it's wrestling. You know, everybody's fucking. It's actually refreshing now that it's not just WWE that's getting shit leaked. You know, I've been I've been saying that for a while. Like, I feel like I feel like it's un it's a AEW has an unfair advantage to where people love spoiling WWE stuff. You know, like that's the that's the cool thing to do. I'm going to spoil the stuff for WWE. Nobody gives a fuck about like I haven't heard what the main event for All Out's going to be yet, but I've known what the main event for fucking I know the main storyline for WrestleMania is going to be for like 3 months now. So now when I watch, I'm not as tuned in as I should be. Yeah, but as far as the impact that would be left if they if they left, um, like you said, eighth, seventh on the pecking order, like it hurt losing talent of that caliber. Of course, is you know you want to keep as much talent as you can, but they haven't been really like the primary focus in AEW in a while. Some of that's to their own doing, you know, with the brawl out situation. But if they left, I mean, that's that's what it is in the wrestling business. You got talent that go back and forth. I mean, I feel like that's kind of healthy for competition. And if they were to leave, you just focus more on the new stars. Like, you got MJF, but who knows what's going on with his contract. Jungle Boy, the Pillars. You still got the Pillars. Like, so if the Bucks and Kenny Omega left, AEW would be perfectly fine. Yeah, but it would be kind of a, a, a just a kick in the ass, right? Like, you started with the the main four, and now they've all left. They've left what was better, you know, the alternative, the the whatever you'd want to call it, 
by their own choosing. They didn't get fired. They said, you know what? Nah, I'm good. I ain't going to sign another contract. I'm going to go over here to WWE, where they could have went to begin with after starting the company. So that tells you either Tony Khan ain't paying you as much as people think that he does, (laughs) or they just don't like the way shit's getting run over there. And we've seen little cracks with AEW as far as like the the uh the structure if you will like you're not gonna have a brawl out situation in wwe you know you're not gonna have people on tv going to business for themselves in wwe the way they do in aew like you're not gonna have eddie kingston running around trying to fist fight everybody in the back like the way things are ran there clearly is different and everybody thought oh well we'll go over here and we can do what we want and then you realize like this ain't it now you want to put on some banger matches? You go to AEW, but I think it, I don't think it'll I don't think it'll be a good look at all if Omega and the Bucks leave and end up in WWE. Although I would love to see them go to WWE and see the Usos just beat the dog shit out of them, like have a seven match series and the Usos sweep their ass four to zero. Yeah, I mean you got a good point. Like the brawl out stuff wouldn't happen, but I don't know how happy the Bucks might be. And- WWE, that means they'll have to cut all contacts to their man crush, uh, Dave Meltzer. They'll probably have to change their move name from the Meltzer driver. All, all, all of a sudden, WWE matches are getting five-star ratings now. Yeah, exactly. Um, Joey Stillman says Omega was out for a while with his injury before the punk thing, and he hardly even noticed. That's what I said. Like, Omega had a title run, and it's like, it, it, like, it didn't even matter, really. I mean, like, like the optics of it might look weird just because they're EVPs, but like, as far as their roles, like, I feel like AEW, the ball would keep rolling in AEW if they left. Oh, I definitely, I definitely think so. I, I'm just saying the way it would look. I'd still watch though because I, I, I now I'm, I'm in the minority. I don't watch AEW for the elite. Like, Cody was the only member of the elite that I really liked, and then Hangman was like second. I didn't really care for the other three. Um, so now that Cody's gone, the Hangman's turned into a crybaby. Like, I don't really care about any of that. Like, I watch AEW for Jade and Jamie Hayter and uh, Ricky Starks, MJF. I'm coming around on. Like, I have other wrestlers now that I actually like in AEW. That you know, if the Bucks and Kenny are gone, hey, cool, more room for my guys to move up, right? Then you got the Stinger. You know, who's gonna take the title from MJF at All Out and then retire? You heard that here first. Say say what? Yeah, that's what I'm predicting. Some kind of way Sting is going to fight MJF at All Out and take the title from him and then retire on Wednesday. Sting is in Steve Borden? Or Borden? Yeah, 64 years old, world champion. He's going to take the fucking title from that little shit MJF. Scorpion death drop. Boom, bam, pow. One, two, three. In Chicago. And then come out on Wednesday, put the belt on the ground, retire. They're going to have a fucking... Tournament, I don't know who's going to win the tournament, but Sting's going to win the title from MJF. That's who's going to take it from him. Hey, I need you to go to the gas station and put some uh, lottery ticket numbers in for me because you must know something that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was just thinking about this the other day. I was like, who's going to take the belt from MJF? And then it hit me. Like, this is Sting's last year. Tony Khan fucking loves Sting. They booked the shit out of him. He's undefeated. Like, I also feel like Sting's... Sting's a real unselfish wrestler too. If that were to happen, I think he'd be like, "No, 
Like, I'm not winning the title. Like, let MJF retire me. He let fucking Magnus, Nick Aldis, kick him out of TNA. He let Triple H fucking beat him in his one WrestleMania match. Like, the most unselfish fucking wrestler in the world. But I still, I feel like that'd be a perfect way for him to go out and cement himself as one of the greatest of all time. I think it's past that point at this point. Uh, Sting doesn't need a world title. Oh, no. He doesn't need it. That's why he's going to retire. Right after. Uh, no, don't even do that. I, if he did a tag team title run, I wouldn't be nah. mad at that. But I, I don't, don't want a tag title run. He don't need to fucking be running around with that little emo character much longer. Just fucking. If Brian Danielson said he doesn't want the title, I know Sting, like, that's far, really far-fetched for Sting getting the title. I don't even want it to be a competitive match. I want, like, MJF to, like, hit him with something and Sting no-sell it. And just hit him with like three scorpion death drops and pin him. Just like three minute, like a Brock Lesnar type squash. I want to beat the dog shit out of MJF. That'd be great. Sting is like one of my all time favorites, but yeah, I have to disagree with you on that one. <laughs> when it when it happens, I want somebody to clip the last like three minutes of this so we can keep it on our Twitch. And when it happens, I want to. I'm posting this shit everywhere. I'm gonna say way back February. What's today? February 21st, Chris Rucker on Boot to the Face predicted Sting would beat MJF at All Out. I got it down right. to the to the fucking pay-per-view, EJ. Hey, we got a timestamp, but realistically, even though AEW storytelling is questionable, I think the perfect person to uh, take the title from MJF is Ricky Starks. Come yeah. full circle. I, um, when I was talking about the tournament and shit like that, I was about to even go a little further and say Ricky Stark should win the fucking tournament that way. And this is, this is the reasoning behind it. This way MJF loses to a legend and doesn't lose the title to somebody on the roster that would get a big, not even get a rub, but somebody on the roster where he can say, I lost to one of the greatest. It took one of the greatest of all time to take the title from me. None of you motherfuckers took it from me. So when Sting retires, he can just go on the fucking run to try to get the belt back again. That wouldn't be the most work, the most terrible idea, but I just don't see Sting getting a, a grow title run. It's not a run. EJ, he's going to fucking retire like three days or, after it. Or just a world title win. Yeah. I said, I could see Jeff Jarrett doing that before Sting. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I, I swear to God, I'll, <laughs> I'll end this fucking podcast right now. <laughs> Uh, Jeff, much Jared. Jeff Jarrett is a mark for himself. He, I could see him politics oh, behind the scenes. I was gonna say Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett definitely wouldn't have no fucking qualms about winning. Oh, you want me? To, you want to put the belt on me? Shit, yeah. Let's do that now. We ain't gotta wait for all out. I could definitely see that. Man. Stillman says if MJF loses it to Sting, he's getting it right back. Yeah, I, I could see that too. But I could also see mjf taking some time off like trying to do some shit in movies and that seems to be the thing right with all the wrestlers now they all want to go do movies and and shit like that yeah i hadn't Um, heard heard anything official as far as like roman reigns people keep saying that but i haven't even heard him mention anything about movies. i mean he was in fucking fast and furious i didn't see that movie i heard he was in it for like two seconds yeah he wasn't in it long he he like shot a couple people and threw some tires at a motherfucker and they did a samoan dance with the rock but he, I don't even think he had any lines in the movie besides like, "What's up, brother?" Like that was it. Like he had like a little two line thing. Hold up, they, you said they had him Samoan doing a Samoan dance. 
Yeah, they were they were in Hawaii, like doing the little fucking the Samoan dance that they do. They had the little uh, I can't think. I don't want to say a skirt because that's not what it's called. But they had the little like Samoan skirts on. And they were doing the Hawaiian dance. You never saw that movie? Nah, but that that's like the equivalent of the Rock bringing in his black cousin and them crip walking or doing some type of Harlem Shake <laughs> dance or something like that. That's funny that they had them doing a stereotypical Samoan dance. Yeah. I mean, they went, they literally went to Samoa for, they were trying to get away from some people. So they went to Samoa so the Rock's family could like help them fight them off. They were like, oh, they won't find us down here. And then they did. And it was Roman Reigns with his brother. Uh, Joey DeLorme says only one Joey allowed in the chat. I guess I'm out. (laughs) Uh, More news. Rumor and innuendo. Well, not necessarily rumor. Jay White is officially done with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Leader of the Bullet Club um, for a while. Like, kicked a bunch of people out. Now he gets kicked out of the Bullet Club. Uh, I'm going to tell you the the two problems I have with the way they did Jay White. Like, this dude was a... I, this dude was really good for New Japan, right? They have him lose... A loser, two loser leaves town matches basically to people that I don't think he should have lost to. Uh, if he was gonna lose, I think he should have lost in New Japan. Jay White lose, uh, loser leaves Japan. I think that should have been uh, Tama Tonga. I don't think it should have been. I can't think of the guy's name that he lost to. Makes sense though. The guy he lost to is fucking huge. Um, and then on Saturday he loses to Eddie fucking Kingston. What's Why? wrong with that? Eddie Kingston sucks. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people like Eddie Kingston. All right. Let's get it out there. I know a lot of y'all love Eddie Kingston. Y'all think he's like real gangster and shit like that. Eddie Kingston's trash in the ring. Them little chops he does when he's in the ring, garbage. You know? His outfits, garbage. His promos, shit. Sorry. I, I don't like the guy. He's not as good as people think he is. He definitely ain't good enough to be beating Jay White. I had a problem with that, and I had a problem with usually when you lose a loser leaves town match in Japan or you go on to another promotion, they give you the mic and they let you tell the crowd, like, hey, thank you and all that. And they send Fit Finley's kid out there and hit this man in the back of the head with a shillelagh, and he can't even, like, give his fucking goodbye speech. Now, is that good heat for Finley? Of course. But, like, I don't know. Yeah, the David Finley move was a questionable one, but as far as Eddie Kingston goes, you and me disagree on that. I think he's good on the mic. I think he's trash in the ring. I mean, but his whole persona and character is mic work. But I feel like this is probably the man Jay White wanted to go out to. He probably had a choice on his opponent when he wanted to go with. Obviously, he probably respects Eddie Kingston enough for him to Send him out the company. I don't think he had a. I don't think he had a choice. He's leaving. Like your contract's up. You're doing the favors as you go out. Like you're putting somebody else over. Like we get to pick who fucking beats your ass because you're leaving. But, but why Eddie Kingston? Like all the roster. The, he's not even in New Japan roster. I feel he's like in New Japan J- America. I think he's in the like American version of New Japan. The strong. The New Japan strong. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going on on NXT right now. It's like. Backstage training with the women and uh, Sadamora. She's training Roxy, Roxy and uh, Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany Stratton. Yeah, Tiffany Stratton. That's her name. 
uh, <clears throat> excuse me, they're doing like Hindu squats and shit like that. And <clears throat> sorry, it's just weird. Uh, I'll try to I'll try to ignore it. <laughs> NXT in the background, but it's just fucking weird. Uh, but I don't know. It, me and uh, Joey Stillman, who's in the chat, we used to go to NWA when it was here in Atlanta. And I remember mm-hmm. Kingston and Homicide came out. And I was just like, this is the epitome of like why NWA is so second rate. It's because they had motherfuckers like that wrestling. And... I, I you know I know people love the guy and I'm sure he's respected around everywhere. I'm just it's not my cup of tea, not my cup of tea. Different strokes for different folks. Yep. Uh, the other thing happened Saturday night besides Elimination Chamber, which uh, we don't have the audio version of Elimination Chamber uh, posted, but we do have us on Twitch. It'll be up for two weeks if you want to go get our immediate reactions. To Elimination Chamber after this show I would recommend you go back Into the archives of twitch.tv Slash boot to the face and check it out You get live reaction of David Finley hitting uh, Jay White in the face While he was trying to talk And us not knowing who the fuck he was (laughs) I I legit had no idea That was Pitt Finley's kid And you could see it all fucking unfold As we were talking about it Yeah Eddie Kingston came out. out and in the NWA when we were there and said he was going to stab somebody. Like, that was a promo. He said he was going to stab somebody. Like, come on. Like, you just, you're just saying shit now, you know? <laughs> you he, might sh- he might shank somebody. Ah, motherfucker. Yeah, whatever. Um, other thing happened Saturday night in New Japan. Mercedes Monet. First match outside of WWE. Basically in her career, because she started in like FCW and shit like that. No, I, I, I take that back. I think she started in the Boston Indies and then went to WWE. Um, I'm sure somebody will correct me on that. But first match in over 10 years outside of WWE. And she wrestles a familiar uh, opponent in Kyrie. I thought this match was phenomenal. And you know, I'll, and you already have people talking shit like, I'm surprised she didn't get hurt holding the belt up at the end. This motherfucker got power bombed through a table in in New Japan, so not a WWE table, onto like unpadded ground on the outside, and then finished the match. Like people are just people are assholes, but great match. Uh, what'd you think of the match? I'm gonna be honest with you. I watched it, but my attention span's been crap lately. So I was looking down on my phone. It was a fine match. I mean, they put in, they gave him time. And she had like a didn't she debut a finisher, the moneymaker or something like that at the end? Yeah, she uh so she hit Kyrie with that move when she debuted and she messed at it up Wrestle Kingdom. Bit. Well, technically Kyrie messed it up. Um but you know, as people that like to hate love the Tell me about how you feel about this, EJ. When you're watching wrestling and something goes wrong and you get on the internet and you see all these fucking 400 pound fuck faces like, oh, they botched it. Can't believe they let them in the ring. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like wrestling fans are so disrespectful to something that they can't do. How about you drop the Twinkie out of your mouth and you go in the ring and try to do it? Right. It's It's like. They're just. They like to highlight the bad shit and sit there and make fun of 
when something goes wrong. And it's like, you could never fucking do that. Like, no. But, oh, let Omega mess something up. And I say, damn, Omega messed that up. I got people coming at you. Can, you they only talk about certain people. Usually it's women, you know, because mm-hmm. they're, they're not used to seeing the opposite sex. So they don't know how to react to it. Right? <laughs> um, Lucy Marie says people who watch football are saying, nah, I think in football we critique the coaches and the game plan more than we do the actual players. Unless they do something stupid. There's one thing for me to be like, I can't believe he only runs a 4 3 40. that's stupid right but when you run out of bounds and stop the clock when you're trying to run the clock out that's just a mental error that anybody could do so I think I think real sports and pro wrestling are like two different things I agree but what was the wide receiver name for the Eagles he used to drop balls all the time I feel like he got torched all the time Uh, he's not with the Eagles anymore oh I know who you're talking about not Jalen Rager. Um, Dude went on the news. Dude's playing. Yeah, on the news. <laughs> I can't even remember. They were uh, for the people that don't know, there was a uh, a fire, and the people were saving kids, right? And he, and the guy that was giving the interview, he was like, he was like, yeah. So the fire happened, and I was downstairs. My buddy was upstairs, and he was tossing the babies out to me, and I was catching them. You know, unlike. And I can't remember the wide receiver's name, but he like out of nowhere he was just throwing shots at the guy when they were talking about saving kids out of a building. Um, and then he went on to another team and like caught like eight touchdowns the next year, I think. It was like he went to New England. I can't remember old boy's name, but yeah, I know you're talking about. Though. Y'all get the gist of what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Kyrie versus Mercedes. Um, uh, I thought it was a really good match. I thought it was a good debut for her. Um. She looked like she's bulkier, not like in a bad way, but she, you know, there's a, there's a video going around of her turning around, walking back through the curtain in slow motion that I don't know why somebody would post that. But, um, no, it wasn't Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson never dropped balls, really. He just only caught like one or two a game. <laughs> it's usually a seven. Aguilar, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nelson Aguilar, <laughs> Nelson Aguilar. The guy said, I was catching the babies left and right, you know, unlike Aguilar. <laughs> and he looks at the camera. Um, Mercedes and Kyrie, that was, I don't know. I, it was a good debut match for her. Where do you see her going next? I That's what I was going to ask you. I have no clue where they go next with her. Is she going to be a full-time New Japan star? Like, they barely have a, do they really even have, like, a women's division? I feel like they are, like a couple. they, um, they're teamed up with Stardom. Mm-hmm. So, the Stardom, Stardom also has a, their own champion also, but, they are teamed up with stardom, so they kind of go back and forth with them. I think she's going to be more of the American uh, New Japan Strong type where she'll probably go to Japan a couple times and wrestle. But um, I bet you, though, that they wish they would have known she was going to sign with them before that because they sold that show out as soon as she was announced. They probably could have did 10,000 people. Well, probably easily. It was only yeah. like a three thousand people arena, I think. Uh, I think they could have did ten thousand and, and sold it out when she got announced. Yeah, they could have. I'm trying to think, they're in San Jose area. Yeah. Um, they probably couldn't have done the SAP set. They probably could have did like uh, San Jose State's basketball arena. They could even went to uh, what's the one in San Francisco? 
Chase the Chase Center? No, uh, it's it's historic for wrestling. Cow the cow the cow, the cow uh, palace. Yeah, they could did the cow, cow palace. palace. Yeah, they could have did it. But like you said, they probably didn't expect the sell out that quickly. Right. So, you know, well, they probably didn't have her agreed yet either. She probably, you know, agreed to terms and shit like that after they had already announced that show. Um, but I don't know. I, I thought it was a really good match. I thought it was a really good showcase for them. Uh, they have teased. She's going to be at WrestleCon in L.A. So if you ever wanted to meet Sasha Banks, a.k.a. Mercedes Monet, and you haven't yet, she'll be at WrestleCon. I think the pictures are like $80 a piece or something like that. She's got one of the highest price tag. Pictures are 80 bucks. Autograph is 80 bucks. Or you get a combo for like 150 I think. But also, Mickey James will be there. Um, there's been a lot of fucking talk about Mercedes versus Mickey James. Mercedes has said she wanted to wrestle Mickey and vice versa. Mickey James is on her... Uh, Last rodeo, she's the Impact World Champion right now. She defends the title this Friday night against Masha Slamovich on pay-per-view. Do you see like any type of crossover with Impact and New Japan? Like they, I think this is a good time for wrestling if you're in these these type of situations where you can just if these promoters can put their pride aside and fucking team up, they can make a shitload of money doing stuff like this. I mean, New Japan already kind of has a working relationship with Impact, so it's definitely possible. I mean, if they were to do it, I'd definitely see it happen in New Japan. I don't see them doing it in Impact. I was thinking Impact over New Japan. You think Sasha would go to Impact? She's not necessarily going to Impact, but it's a, it's like a, like on a pay per view, they fucking, they do a couple thousand seat stadium like they did this past weekend and have that headline it or have fucking uh um i can't think his name i was gonna say abushi but abushi's out of new japan it's the world okada duh have okada come in and fight you know somebody in impact have fucking tamatanga come in just just do wcw used to do a thing called wcw versus the world or wcw versus japan and they did a seven match series on a pay-per-view where WCW fought New Japan in seven matches. Um, why not do something like that? Just have fucking Impact versus New Japan. Have fucking Im- have New Japan just Im- invade Impact at, the pay- at a pay-per-view. And then have a fucking pay-per-view like Impact versus New Japan. I'd watch. I'd watch. But I just, logistically, I just don't see it happening. Yeah. I mean, I'd see... You know, I see uh, them doing another, uh, what you call it, Forbidden Door. I can see that happening. That's basically the same thing, isn't it? No, I've seen, I can see that happening. What you describe, I can see that happening in AEW. That's coming up somewhere for Forbidden Door 2. And you know what's going to happen if they do a Forbidden Door with AEW. Sasha versus Jade. Is Sasha, I'm sorry, Mercedes. Is Mercedes the person to take the title off Jade? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be the perfect person to take it off of her. EJ, you didn't even hesitate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have nobody at this point, so she'd be a perfect candidate to take that belt off of Jade. Uh, they, somebody's listening to Boots to the Face, EJ, because Jade just said recently in an interview 
that she thinks it's time she starts wrestling the Britt Bakers and the Jamie Haters and the upper echelon of the women's division. Where have you heard stuff like that at before, EJ? I don't know. Well, right here? Yeah, I know. Like, where we heard that from? But she's right, though. She Who's she wrestling right now? Except people that are on dark with, like, one, one zero and one record. Yeah. Just getting getting her reps in, I guess. Building that fucking... She's trying to get to that Goldberg record. Yeah. It's, this is the time for them just to just drop it now if they can but they kind of put themselves into a corner with this undefeated streak but once you get that title off her that's when she can really start having serious views i think um last little bit of news before we take a break we'll take a quick break and then come back and get to power rankings and our boot to the face of the week and our uh black history wrestlers of the of the week tony khan and ariel hawani um, for those of you that don't know, Ariel Hawani interviewed Tony Khan right after All Out, and Tony Khan just dodged all the questions, which, you know, legally he probably wasn't able to say anything. But, you know, you probably tell the person before that, like, hey, don't ask me about this because I can't talk about it. And Hawani felt disrespected because Tony Khan came on and interviewed and basically just plugged all his shit. Didn't answer any questions, right? So, Ariel Hawani from Montreal was on SmackDown this past week, and Tony Khan just starts taking shots at him, like calling him a non legit reporter and all that. Now, there's all type of shit about him getting kicked out of the UFC. Like, coach came out and said, fucking nobody likes or respects Hawani and real pro wrestling and other professional sports. Uh, WWE's taking shots at Tony Khan <laughs> saying anybody with intelligence respects Ariel Hawani. Like, what's your opinion on this? And I'll, t- I'll tell you mine after. And mine's more at Tony Khan than anybody else. But what's your opinion on this little beef they got going on? We touched we touched on this a little bit on the, the, the post-elimination chamber tour. Like, as much as... I don't agree with Tony Khan a lot. It's it's not a good look on Ariel Hawani's part, to be honest with you. He's supposed to be an unbiased journalist, and he's sitting there reporting from WWE, and I'm sure he got paid for it. And something that we didn't talk about is, okay, Tony Khan didn't answer the questions, but how come he's not asking when he interviewed Triple H? He, he did all the softball questions at Triple H. Didn't ask him anything about the Vince McMahon thing. Yeah. So I think it is a little bit of a bad look on Ariel Hawani's part. And like, like I didn't even read the Tony Khan tweets, but yeah, a lot of people in the MMA, because I'm a big MMA fan, a lot of people in the community don't rock with Ariel Hawani like that. Him and Dana White, but we don't even get into how big of a piece of trash Dana White is. But yeah. him and yeah. Dana White had beef every. He, he kicked Ariel Hawani out of a lot of post-fight conferences, but I don't know. It just doesn't look like a good look for me if you're supposed to be unbiased and you're showing up as a sideline reporter for one company. I feel like if you're on Dana White's shit list, then I'm on your side with that because Dana White's a piece of shit. Um, But I do agree, and I think Hawani had to make a business decision there. Like, it's WWE. Like, do I really want to 
<laughs> like this is the biggest company in the world. If they're giving me an opportunity, I got to kind of like toe the line, which is what you got to do when you're in WWE. Right. But if you're an unbiased fucking journalist, you don't worry about all that. Like you take your credibility and you go with it. So I agree with that. But Tony Khan's just like, he comes off as such a, just a fucking bitch sometimes <laughs> for lack of a better term, you know, like he, he's one of those people that like vanity searches his name on Twitter and then fights with people about it. Like you're Tony Khan, dude, you're a millionaire. You own a fucking wrestling company, you know, like for all of Vince McMahon's faults, I never saw Vince on fucking Twitter arguing with people. Vince would get on there, tell people happy birthday, get the fuck off of Twitter. <laughs> like, like that was it. You never saw Vince on there. Arg- now, obviously you don't want to be com- like comparing things with Vince, but just like you own the company, man. You're above all that. Like fucking relax. Sometimes get on there, promote your shit and get the hell on. You don't, you don't have to argue with people about stuff. You're, you're a billionaire. Would be. Yeah. As much as I may even agree with Tony Khan, if you're Tony Khan, you're owner of a company. You don't have to say anything. Just shut up. <laughs> like he does this all the time too. And it's a terrible look every time. Every fucking time. Uh let's he take did a quick... that, he did the same he did the same thing with uh Big Swole. Like like who does that? Like you're you're a leader of a company, like a company that's making millions of dollars. Mm. He was like, I don't think she's that good of a wrestler. Shut up, Tony, man. Nobody right. asked you. But yet you hired her, and when you hired her, you put tweets out telling how good of a wrestler she is and how you're excited to work with her and blah, blah, blah. And then when she leaves, she tells you that you basically treated the women and the people of color like shit while she was there. And now you're like, well, she's not good at wrestling. It's, it's, it's really not a racial thing. She's just not good in the ring. Come yeah. on, dog. Tony Khan does some good things on a humanitarian level, but he does like little, he has Twitter fingers. Which is not a good yeah. look. He's he's very he's very just insecure, I feel. Yeah. Like pretty much hit it on the head. One of those people that, you know, the new generation of people that they've never been told no or they're not good enough at something. So when they are, they don't know how to cope. They don't know how to Man. handle it. And describe a spoiled rich kid. <laughs> yeah. So Hopefully he never sees this in case we ever try to interview him. But uh, I know, right? <laughs> we gotta scrub this up the internet. No, fuck that. You can keep the same energy, Tony. Why are you such a bitch sometimes? <laughs> like, excuse me? Are you fucking podcasting from your basement right now, sir? I'm in. I'm in like the Marriott Suite right now. I'm a bitch. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right, dog. My bad. You hire. You know, Fair enough. <laughs> can I can I run that new podcast instead of uh? Audrey, Aubrey. Yeah. Does she have that with Tony Schiavone? Don't even get me started on her. Anyway, let's take a quick break, EJ. When we come back, we get to power rankings and black history wrestlers of the week and more here on Boot to the Face. Stay tuned. Sit down and think about myself And then there she was 
Welcome back, Boot to the Face, episode 215, Chris Rocker, EJ Reed, here on Twitch, and EJ, let's get into our Black History Wrestlers of the Week. I shouldn't say Wrestler of the Week, but our weekly Black History Wrestling Spotlight. Uh, I'll let you go first. Last week, I said I would do a woman this week, and I have her, so you go ahead and give yours. I have... Mr. Wade Douglas Bowles, but more people know him as Rocky Johnson. Some may know him as the father of Dwayne, the Rock Johnson. And a little fun fact, uh, some people might not know he's actually from Canadian, Canadian, Canada, eh? (laughs) You sound like me. (laughs) Um, He was uh, a pioneer because he was actually the first black WWF champion along with Mr. Tony Atlas and his sperm created one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Oh my God. His sperm. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what what mine is. Rocky Johnson. (laughs) Um, My black history wrestler of the week or spotlight uh, Jacqueline Moore, you know her as Miss Jackie or Jackie Moore. And I got a fun fact about her, EJ. Not only was she the first black women's wrestling champion, Miss Jackie, she was also the first black cruiserweight champion in WWE. Really? Yeah. That must have like slipped under my radar. What was this like a 03, 02 era? Uh, let's see. Let me see if I can find where it was. Uh, she came back 1998 to 2004, where she mm-hmm. became the first African American WWE Cruiserweight Champion, as well as being one of the only three women to hold the title. Huh. I didn't know that. Yep. Teach me something new. Miss Jackie, also a WWE Hall of Famer. She went into the name. She went under other names as Jackie, Miss Jackie, Miss Tennessee, Miss Texas. Um. And Winona, um, she debuted in 1998, and she had one of the biggest moments in tape trading history when <laughs> WWE WWF at the time had a pay per view overseas, and she was up on Mark Merrill's shoulders, and Sable literally ripped her top off, and titties was out, and I remember. That was the talk of the fucking town when I was in high school. Like, that's all that. Did you see Jackie's titties? Did you see him? Man, I never thought she was that hot. So I saw her titties. Out. Yeah. We were we were all on one back then. <laughs> yeah, everybody pushed pause when that happened. Yeah. I was like I mean, in fifth, sixth grade when that happened. It was thangin'. 
<laughs> Dang it. Um, let's go ahead and get to our power rankings, and I'm not gonna lie, and we're not gonna lie to y'all out there listening to Boots to the Face. I literally come up with my power rankings on the show. Like I do zero research. And it's tough because I was telling EJ beforehand, I feel like because we record on Tuesday nights, AEW is such a distant memory that it's hard to remember back exactly what's happening with them. And because all seriousness, like I do another podcast on Wednesday nights, so I never watch AEW live and I just kind of catch up with it throughout the week. So I miss a lot of AEW. I'm, I watch more Rampage than Dynamite probably. Um just because I'm doing 80 proof, but we'll, uh, we'll give it a shot. These power rankings are going to be trash this week. Cause probably didn't watch a lot of wrestling, but I mean, I'm a, everybody knows I'm a big AEW fan and I write down notes and it was a throwaway episode. It was not good. Mm. So I don't have any AEW wrestling spoiler on my power ranking. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think I will either. All right, EJ, we'll start out. You I went first last week, so you can go first this week. Who's your number five on your power ranking? Although, music. although he had a losing effort this weekend, he bounced back on Monday and he had the biggest reaction this past week. We'll go with Mr. Montreal himself, Mr. Sammy Zane. Even though he lost to the Tribal Chief, he bounced back against uh, Sammy, uh, Sammy uh, Baron Corbin. And, I mean, he he's had the biggest reaction on Raw, at the Chamber, on SmackDown. So, he's my number five pick. I mean, they were in Montreal, though. They were on Monday, and he still had the biggest. They were in Ottawa. Uh, it's the same shit. I don't, I don't, my... Canada geograph my geography <laughs> is non-existent. So you say Ottawa, Ottawa, Vancouver. I don't know the difference. Canada's only got three cities: Vancouver, Ottawa, and uh, or four: Vancouver, Ottawa, Montreal, and Toronto. That's it. This what is about uh? Where's where's Bret Hart from? Winnipeg. What about Winnipeg? He ain't from Winnipeg. Huh. He's from oh, Calgary. Jericho. He's from Calgary, Calgary. Alberta, Jericho, Canada. Jericho, Jericho, and Omega are from Winnipeg. Yeah, those are those are like Atlanta and then like Marietta. That's what those are. Those are like metro cities on the outside. I think I don't know. I've never been to Canada, but I don't respect those cities. Only Vancouver, Ottawa, Montreal, Toronto, and what was the other one? That was it, right? Yeah. It's just Canada. Who gives a fuck? Like, they, they don't really matter. <laughs> like, nothing good has ever come out of Canada except for fucking Crown Roll and Maple Syrup and Trish Stratus. That's it. Um, Amen. My number five, first time, first timer on Rucker's Power Rankings. That could be a lie because I don't pay attention to my power rankings. But Austin Theory kept his United States title in the Elimination Chamber, outlasted five other men that wanted to be United States champion and then defeated edge last night to retain also on Monday night raw. So give me Austin theory as my number five, number four, Mm -hmm. this man, 
put Brock Lesnar in a situation he's never been in before. He was getting his ass kicked so bad, he had no other option but to get disqualified. <laughs> then he comes out, beats the dog shit out of Elias. And that would be none other than the destroyer, Bobby Lashley. Respect that. Gotta respect that. Gotta have a black person uh your power rankings for the month of February. <laughs> so <clears throat> my number four, we flip flop. My number four is actually, and y'all know I'm not really a big fan of this kid, but I gotta give respect where respect is due. Mr. Austin Theory is my number four. Okay. Like, Ruck, like Rucker said, he defended it in the chamber and then went the next night and defended it against a Canadian legend, Edge. So, in Canada. In Canada. So Austin Theory is my number four. A Town Down. I hate that theme music. We're not even getting it right now. But, but my number three is your number four, Mr. Bobby Lashley. He got the win over Brock Lesnar. And like you said, he beat the shit out of uh, Elias as well. <laughs> Straight treated him like he was a piece of garbage that's getting thrown out. <laughs> he was. He is. I mean, Elias is trash. We all know that. Um, My number three is my turn, right? Did I just skip you over? Yeah. No, it's okay. your turn. I did four and three. Uh, My number three, your tribal chief, your undisputed WWE Universal World Heavyweight Champion. Over 900 days, defeated Sami Zayn in Canada, fair and square, with no help. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. A couple things I don't like about Roman's reign as champion. I feel mean? like he wins some matches fair and square where he just beats people like Daniel Bryan and Cesaro and Kevin Owens at the Rumble. But then he has these matches where he always gives up the visual pin where the referee's down and the guy pins him and they count to like 10 or whatever. And it makes it look like, well, he shouldn't even be champion right now. I don't, I don't like that. Um, and I don't like him having to cheat to beat Sami Zayn. Like he should have destroyed Sami Zayn. They booked that all wrong. He should have beat his ass. And then Kevin Owens should have came. Now I know you got to have all the drama with the Usos in the middle of it. They could have did that after the match. If you ask me, um, but I, I don't like that. But Roman is my number three on the power rankings. Again, 900 days as champion. Um, that's nothing to sneeze at. Headed, you know, full steam ahead in five weeks to WrestleMania to destroy Cody Rhodes. Um, my number two, your IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Okada. Um, great match he put on on Saturday night in America. Um uh, I did not pick him to win the world title at Wrestle Kingdom. So the fact that he is the champion, you know, it just, just goes to show that the guys, he's got the goods, this guy. He's going to be a bright star in, in, in the world of wrestling one day. This kid's got it. <laughs> one day. I didn't get a, a chance to watch the match. But he faced Tanahashi, didn't he? Yep. One of the best rivalries ever in uh in New Japan. Wow. So... My number two is the winner of the women's elimination chamber, Oscar. Mm. 
And she also she had a match on Monday. Who did she face? No, she had she beat up uh, Nikki Cross, didn't she? Was it yeah, Nikki she Cross? Beat, she had, yeah, she beat Nikki Cross too. So uh, she's gaining some momentum, even though I'm still not a big fan of her versus uh, Bianca. But that's the seems like that's the best option they had at this point. So they're building momentum for it. So we'll see how they build towards WrestleMania for the match. So she's my number two. And my number one was your number three. I got the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, for retaining his belt in a hostile environment. Like, this man got nuclear heat out there. Him and shut Dominic. Him up. Yeah, he shut the whole crowd up. That three count hit, and it was just like complete silence. silence. You had like, a pin drop in that arena. It was all. It was. It was almost like when Brock beat Undertaker at WrestleMania. Like it was just yeah. shock. People were like, "What the fuck? Like it's over? <laughs> yeah, it's over, motherfucker. He lost." <laughs> I don't know why they were so shocked. They know he, Sammy wasn't gonna win. I don't know. Um, I am shocked at your list, though, EJ. Why is that? Big time omission on your part. What? No, no Mercedes. Yeah, no, my number one wrestler. Put on the mat, stole the show at New Japan, uh, Battle of the Bay or whatever the hell it was called, Battle in the Valley. That's what it was called. Um, stole the show, became a women's champion in New Japan. There's only been two women's New Japan champions, and she's one of them. Uh, Kyrie didn't even get to defend the title at all. Mercedes just came in and took that shit in a really good match. That new move is dope. It, as long as they keep doing it correctly, that's a really good move. I like it. Um, I think more people need a finishing move that you can kind of hit it. Like, I think she needs to have a variation of it though, where she just doesn't do the little underhook thing to it. But I think more people need a, like the RKO. Why is the RKO so dope? Cause you can hit it out of nowhere. You can hit yeah. it, you know, somebody could be in the middle of doing something and you can hit the fucking RKO. I think more people need moves like that where they don't have to hook you up and, Stand there and pause for a second. But the way she did this move at the end, the way she set it up was really good. Um, the match itself, great. They had her come out at the end when Okada's giving his speech. Those two hold the titles up in the air together. She actually asked him to be her tag team partner because he was talking about tagging with Tanahashi. She's like, oh, you can tag with me. So are they going to do mixed tags? Like there's some companies that have mixed tag titles in them, you know? Your boy, uh, the Spanish God and Ty Conti won. Mm-hmm. Um, just all kind of shit on the horizon for. I think I think you're about to see her in a lot of places now. I think she's about to fucking like <laughs> just go crazy. Had and not for nothing, she hadn't wrestled in nine months. To go out there in your first match, put on twenty minutes of a really good match with Kyrie, like that's not easy. So. Hey, she- she does this, man. Like, nobody should sleep on Mercedes. I don't understand the people that do, though. The people that like hate on her, because they got nothing else to anything else better to do than to hate. <laughs> you know what it is, though. I think it's, I think it's her fan base that's really annoying, and so people hate on her just because of the fan base. I don't know. She just got some weird stigma. She's unsafe and throws herself all over the place. Man, shut I up. mean, yeah, she 
technically she was the one that kicked Paige in the back of the head that got her hurt, but like so Paige is fragile fucking, as a motherfucker. Yeah. Fucking Rollins, Rollins collapsed Sting's like whole body. Yeah. And not only Sting, he fucking hurt Finn Balor. He and hurt Sting. John Cena. And broke John Cena's nose, put John Cena's nose over by his fucking ear. Nobody says shit love, about him. And they love Rollins, so I don't yeah. even want to hear it. Yeah, they they do like talking, and then the whole like rumors of her and Bailey getting mad at WrestleMania, but then they literally had selfies posted of them like celebrating during the women's main event when Becky won. I don't know. It's 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 one of those things where it's like, you know, we're both Cowboys fans, EJ. People love to tell you why they don't like the Cowboys, and half the time, it's like incorrect. Like it's not even true. Oh yeah, and I heard Jerry Jones is doing this, and I heard Dak did this, and it's like, well, you're you're a fucking idiot because that's not what happened, right? I think that's it too, you know. When the story and the what is it called? When the story becomes legend, print print the legend. Yeah. So, I think that's got more of it to do. Um, do we have anything else we need to get to? We got to Jay White. We talked uh, about the yeah. Uh, we don't have to harp on this because we still got a lot of time before WrestleMania happens. But the fallout after Elimination Chamber and the Raw after, how do you look? How do you like how WrestleMania is shaping up to this point? Yes. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not spoiling anything. I'm not spoiling anything. But yeah, because I, I, you know, I watch NXT after the show. Yeah, they're going off on NXT right now. I'm digging it. I'm digging what's happening. Um. There's some hit and misses with WrestleMania right now. I'm really... A lot of people didn't like the Brock Lesnar and Lashley finish. I loved it. I thought it made Lashley look good as shit. Like, he was whooping Brock's ass. And Brock had no choice but to kick him in the nuts. I want to see another match. People are like, oh, it's the same Brock Lesnar match. Fucking Spear and F5 and German Super. Okay, yeah, whatever. I like that shit. I don't need a moonsault and a fucking 450 splash and 17 kickouts, right? Give me two big motherfuckers just beating the shit at each other with a story behind it. And the story was, Lashley told Lesnar, I'm your daddy. <laughs> like, you're beneath me. And then he went out there and proved it. And Brock had no choice but to fucking get disqualified. So when they go to WrestleMania, well, I was hoping they went to WrestleMania. Now it's looking like Lashley versus Bray Wyatt and Brock versus Omos? Yeah, see. I agree with you. Like, if you if you're gonna set the another rematch for WrestleMania, I'm all for that finish that they did. You know, with him not able to get out of that hurt locking him. But if they're going in different directions, then I don't get like why they did it like that. Yeah. Then in that case let let Lesh put Brock to sleep. Yeah. But uh, almost in Lesnar, you think this is a swerve or some way to get the Hurt business back together? I mean, I I honestly don't know. And that's, honestly, that's what's good about WWE right now is I don't know. I can't, I can't predict a lot of shit that's happening, right? Like, I'm predicting Roman's going to beat Cody at WrestleMania, but everybody that you listen to is like, oh no, Cody's definitely winning. Um, The Miz and Maurice are doing a, Top gun. Oh wow. They're doing a uh they're showing you what all the commercials are for WWE Goes Hollywood right now. Miz and Maurice are doing Top Gun. Roman I knew they were gonna do a Top Gun. Yeah, Roman and 
Roman and Paul Heyman and the Usos are doing the Goodfellas. Uh, Becky and Seth did the Batman and Joker, which we saw already. Drew and Sheamus did something. I can't remember. I, I'm here for these WrestleMania Goes Hollywood commercials. They were really good 20 years ago. I think they'll be good this time, too. Um, but back to what I was saying. WWE's really kind of unpredictable right now. I think Roman should beat Cody. Everybody else is saying Cody's going over. But this bloodline storyline is so good, like you don't know which way it's going to go. Everybody's going to say, oh, yeah, I knew Roman was going to beat Sam. No, you didn't. If you knew that, then why was the internet like going crazy saying Sammy should win? Sammy's going to win. Why'd they fill that fucking stadium up with people thinking Sammy was going to win? True. I, I really don't know where they're going at with this one because at first I thought, right, there's no way Cody's beating Rowan, but the promos they've been doing, like, nah, that's what wrestling's supposed to do. It's supposed to make you believe it could go one way or another. So, um, and then it looks like we're going to get Sammy and KO versus the Usos. But one thing, another one, I don't know what the direction they're going with is, uh, do you think they're doing with the Becky and Lita tagging up going against uh, damage control? It's, it looks like damage control about to drop those belts. <laughs> this is how the fucking chemistry of this show is taking shape already, EJ. I was literally, that was what I was going to bring up next as far as the WrestleMania build was Becky and Lita. Um, I have no idea. They could win the titles next Monday. Um, they could lose. And then, you know, rumors are that it's going to be a six woman tag with damage control versus Becky, Lita and Trish. But I also saw shit that said Rhonda and Shayna are getting a tag team title shot. So are Rhonda and Shayna going to cost Becky and Lita the match and then they get the shot? Or is it going to be a three-way match for the tag titles? But then where's Bailey? Again, it's you can't predict what's going to happen right now. No idea. You just got to fucking watch. As long as they make it good. like I wouldn't be mad at any of those options. Just make it make sense. I'm here for a fucking Becky and Lita tag title run. Not because I like Lita. I think Lita is overrated as a motherfucker, but I'm a Becky guy. Like, Becky's my second favorite. Uh, yeah, second favorite women's wrestler of all time. It goes Mickey, Becky, Mercedes. And I also, I also like how they tried to make it make sense. Because remember, we were talking about, weren't they just fighting a year ago? Yeah. They, they, clean, they tried to clean it up, even though it was still a trash explanation. But at least they tried. Yeah, then all you can do is try. Don't just ignore it, you know? Mm-hmm. Kind of like Kevin Owens, like, telling Sammy, no, I can't ignore the fact that you've been letting me fight by myself for the past nine months. But also, KO kind of ignoring how toxic of a fucking friend he's been for the last 15 years. Like, every time something good happens to Sammy, KO turns on him and, like, makes it about him. So, in my eyes, like, I'm Team Sammy on that one. Like, KO, shut the fuck up and help me. That's why I, like... People were like complaining. Why didn't he help him during the match? Like we all know, KO was toxic. We talked about that a little bit on Saturday. Yeah, KO's, KO's a piece guy. of shit. KO's the worst <laughs> kind of friend. Jay Uso way better friend than KO is the same as Zayn. Way Man, better. I can't argue about with you against that. <laughs> can we uh? Can we just be done with Zoe Stark? Uh, now you got me wanting to watch this. I'm going to watch this as soon as we get off. Because I said Zoe Stark? 
No, I can't wait to watch. It seems like a lot of spicy stuff happening on NXT. Oh no, she's just can't... she's just doing a backstage interview and like I just like the past week she's been talking a lot of shit online about like oh I'd probably be in the game in the video game if I shook my ass more and and she's like attacking the women that are, you know, using how hot they are online. And it's like It's it's almost like didn't like Molly Holly have a little bit of gimmick like that? Yeah, but Molly Holly did it on TV. It wasn't on like Twitter where you're just tweeting shit. I don't know. I feel like it's a little different. I feel like Molly Holly was doing it in character, and Zoe's kind of doing it like nobody's looking at my ass. Well, nobody wants to. I would. Hey, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this on audio. <laughs> There's a reason why you should watch the show on Twitch. The look I just gave EJ when he said that. Jesus. Um, oh, man. You know, I should have put Montez Ford on my power rankings. I do want oh, to talk yeah. about him. Uh, he's, he. You know what it reminded me of? And I don't want this to be like the lazy wrestling fan, like comparing black wrestlers because it's not the same thing. But throughout the match, it reminded me of when Kofi was in the Elimination Chamber with Daniel Bryan. Up until, like, obviously he got eliminated way before Kofi did. But it was like, he wasn't supposed to be there. He was there. And the next thing you know, like, the crowd is behind him. And they want to see him win. And he stole the fucking show. What do you think is going to happen with the Street Profits? People have been wanting them to break up. For what seems like years now, even though they haven't been on the main roster for that long, Ford's fucking bulked up since he came back. Um, I feel like Dawkins is doing. I feel like Dawkins is doing everything right. He's gotten in better shape. He clearly like shows that he wrestles with his shirt off now. I think he's really good in the ring too. I don't want to see him break up. Like I know everybody's like, "Oh, Ford needs to be a singles guy." I don't. See them making Montez for the world champion right now. So why break them up? It had similar vibes, like like you said, the Kofi elimination chamber situation. But sometimes the stars just don't align, and so like Roman's got the biggest storyline right now, and with the Sammy and Cody. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the stars just don't align. I say keep them together. You can still have a a big tag team run for them. I mean, I feel like they haven't still scratched the surface. I mean, all it takes is one good storyline to like heat them back up. Like, you, Montez, he'll always have that opportunity to be a single star. You can wait like a year or two from now to do the singles. Just keep them in the tag team right now. Like, patience. I, I do feel like though that this elimination chamber was him saying, like, letting them know, like, I'm fucking here. Like, I'm ready. He yeah. did it by himself. He did it not in a tag team. It was just him. Um. And he he was the star of that elimination chamber in my eyes. He's got the juice, so do a soft single run if you want to have him a single run. Have him still be in the tag team and maybe give him the U.S. title. But you don't have to break him up for him to have a right U.S. title run. We've talked about this before. Yeah, he can. You can still be a singles wrestler and still like be cool with your tag team partner. You know, it doesn't always have to be like. You know, brothers breaking up because one of them's doing better than the other one. Like, why can't we? I don't know. Let's let's try something different. You know, 
Like, EJ, if me and you were cool and you win the world title, why would I get mad and turn on you? Because everybody's just a hater nowadays. <laughs> Joey, Del- um, Joey Delorm. Joey Stillman says he watched it with his nephew, and the one thing he liked was Spider-Man jumping down. That was, wasn't that a cool spot, too? Like, Yeah, yeah. Um, I never I seen know. anything like that before. Yeah, just and the way he sold the uh him getting stomped. Yeah. You thought he was hurt for real. It's like, oh shit, did we did we miss something? And then when they showed the replay, it was like, oh, it was, he just they're clearly just trying to get Logan Paul out here. But at first I was like, this motherfucker might be hurt. Like Hollywood might be calling. <laughs> Since everybody else is going to Hollywood. My fear is like that's why I said do this do like a soft singles run for him where him and uh, Dawkins are still together that Dawkins would get lost in the fold if y'all broke him up at this point. I don't know if he necessarily gets lost in the fold. I think I think Dawkins is a good. Ah, that would sound disrespectful if I said it like that, but I think he's a good person to have on your roster, whether he's in the tag team or not. Um, and if they were to feud. I think Dawkins would pull his end of it, but I just, I don't want to see him break up. I think, th- I think they do well together. You know, I don't want to see the Usos break up. Yeah. It's still more juice to squeeze with the street poppers in my opinion. I think so I too. I don't, I don't think it's run their course yet. Yeah. Like right now they're taking a backseat because you know, the Usos and Sami Zayn, but after WrestleMania, you know, it's like a reset. So, that's the perfect time to like kind of push them to the forefront. If they were to split them up, would you have Dawkins turn or would you have Ford turn? See, kind of, I kind of have mixed feelings about that because I feel like you should like, you know, kind of switch it up and maybe have Montez go heel. Mm. But I feel like if you have for to be that white meat baby face that he that's when he might get lost in the shuffle so I feel like maybe you should just you know do what is expected and have have uh, Dawkins go heel and Ford do the baby face because Ford's, Ford's already over I mean like you said people have been wanting him to go singles for a while so I feel like you could like that's a chance to like revamp Dawkins and give him like something that you could actually cling on to if he did like a heel turn I feel the opposite. I feel if you wanted to maximize both of their potentials, I feel like you turn Ford Hill to put sympathy on Dawkins to where the crowd's kind of like cheering, like, man, that's fucked up. Like, your boy turned on you. Now he's getting all these main events and blah, blah, blah. And then Dawkins not only can show you what he can do in the ring, which is really good for a guy his size, but then people get behind it because he's the baby face. I think that's the way to go. And then, of course, obviously, like, you know, the most overheels are, are baby faces that were really over and vice versa. So you could turn you could turn forward back baby face in like a year or so. But I would I would have Ford turn on Dawkins like. You fucking hold me back, blah, blah, blah. And then have Dawkins actually go over in the feud. I get it. Short term, that would be great. But then, where would you go with Dawkins after their feud is over? Though that's the only thing I'd be worried about. Well, if they split the titles, you give him a fucking U.S. title run. Um, if they split the titles, 
and then have fucking forward going after the world title. Like I'm, I'm, I'm bigger than the U.S. title. I'm going for the world title. Fuck you. Yeah, you could go that route. I'd have to just see the crowd reaction. That'd be like something that you have to play by ear. Is uh oh shit is I don't I don't watch NXT as closely as you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy that used to be with Apollo when he was on Dabakojic. Yeah, when he was on uh when Apollo was on his African thing, did yeah. he turn on Apollo now? Are they beefing? Yeah, Vengeance Vengeance Day. He came out act like he's about to help him and then turned on him. I mean. I guess they're going to do something with him, but I don't know what they're going to do with him. <laughs> Apollo can't fight that big motherfucker. Apollo, that's like my kid fighting me. I kind of feel like they gave up too quickly on that Nigerian gimmick. I liked it. I loved Apollo's fucking uh, accent. Like, he was he was in it for that shit. It's like, I don't know if you've ever heard this. You ever listen to the New Day podcast? Nah, I, I, I've seen clips on YouTube, but I never listened to, like, a straight-up episode. So they had a, uh, they debuted, a, or they didn't debut, but apparently they were talking about Kofi being a heel, and he was supposed to be a heel called Big Money Kofi, where he got his accent back and, like, just, like, talked all kind of shit, and he would go into this mode, and he was just so good at it, and I feel like Apollo was the same way, like, I'm going to... I'm going to go back now, EJ, and I'm going to find this episode and I'm going to fucking send it to you. And I want you to fucking listen to it because Kofi is fucking hilarious. He talks about how, like, yeah, I'm not really African, but I did it for the money. (laughs) (laughs) And I see y'all talking shit about me on MySpace (laughs) because MySpace was around back then. He's like, but I did it for the money. Now I'm on the beach. And, like, he he goes into this whole thing. It's fucking phenomenal. And you just hear Woods and, and Big E just laughing like hell in the back. Um, but I feel like Apollo was, was the same way with the African gimmick he had. Like he was bought into that shit, and I feel like you. I feel like they gave up on it too quick. They didn't even let him uh, get it in front of a a live audience to do it because that was all through the pandemic. Because remember he was backstage with Roman. Yeah, that was, that yeah. was all the pandemic. I feel Ro- like Apollo should have been what Sammy is right now. Yeah, they didn't give it a chance, but I feel like it's probably Vince's fault. I forgot all about Apollo was back there with Roman. Roman was trying to tell him, like, you got you to gotta do this, that, and the third. Damn. They gave up too quickly on it. What a missed opportunity that was. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, let me look through our, our thread and make sure we got to everything. Uh we talked about WrestleMania. We talked about Jay White briefly, but yeah, we didn't where, really do, get where do you it. see him going? See, I kind of feel like he gets, I think he goes WWE, but I kind of feel like he gets lost in the shuffle at both companies, to be honest. What do you think? I think he should have stayed in New Japan. <laughs> yeah, like, like I said, he probably would have been better off in New Japan because I feel like his ceiling would be AJ Styles, maybe in a scenario if the titles were split, but not definitely not with the titles uh, uh, 
the undisputed titles together right now. And in AEW, their roster's bloated. I can see the same thing happening with Adam Cole that happened to Jay White. So I feel like, like he said, he'd probably be better off in New Japan. I think he'd be, if it came down to AEW and WWE, I think he's better off in AEW because there's the whole bully club thing that's there already built in. And you still got Kyle O'Reilly on the shelf, Adam Cole kind of on the shelf. If they came back, they don't have uh, Old Man Winter. I can't think of his name. He's gone now. So Jay White would fit perfectly. Fish, yeah. yeah. Jay White would fit perfectly into teaming with Adam Cole and O'Reilly versus the elite. Um, you you, you kind of ran my thoughts a little bit. Like, AEW, I, I see him getting lost in the shuffle if he goes out by himself. But if mm. you surround a faction yeah. around him, then you could definitely put him up in that world title contention once, you know, a- MJF's run kind of I, dwindles now. I think he's more of a tag champion and a trios champion guy than a world title guy or a TNT champion. But I def if I was in his ear, I'd tell him to go to AEW. Yeah. Well, they're, they're saying that he's leaning towards WWE. I mean, you know, people love to shit on WWE, but I think as a wrestler, like that's where you want to go at least once in your career. Even if it's just for a couple years, I think you got to see, like, can I get to WWE and can I be huge? And if not, yeah, I'll go to AEW. I'd be a mid carder there. But can I main event WrestleMania? Can I be on a WrestleMania card? Can I be in the Royal Rumble? Like, these are things in wrestling that, whether people like to admit it or not, like, as a wrestler, I think being in the Royal Rumble is a big fucking deal. Being on the WrestleMania card is a big deal. You can't do that anywhere else. And that's where you test your fucking medal to see if you're somebody in the world of pro wrestling. New Japan, you go to Wrestle Kingdom. What's AEW got? All Out? It's in the fucking United Center, you know? It's in the United. It's in the fucking Sears. Uh, what's that little fucking building's name? It holds like ten thousand people. Sears, like the yeah, Center or like that's that. their WrestleMania. Nobody cares about that. Yeah, Let me go to the fucking Tokyo Dome. They're still young. They they it's got a chance to have like that marquee event. You know what they, they need to start doing for All Out? They need to do it at fucking at the stadium the Bears play at. If they want to keep it in oh, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Soldier Field. But I yeah. heard they trademark a, a Wrestle Bowl trademark, so maybe they make that into their like marquee event in the future. But we'll see. Like you said, though, the pinnacle is still going to WWE, and if Jay White goes that route, I just see him getting pigeonholed into that like Johnny Gargano type of situation right nah, now. He's better than Johnny Gargano. On the mic, yeah, but in the ring, is he? I like Jay White too. Like, don't get me wrong. I I don't believe anything about Johnny Gargano in wrestling. I'm just yeah, not, but I'm just okay. Not a fan. So Drew McIntyre, look, I feel like he'd be with Drew McIntyre's right now. Drew McIntyre was in the right place at the right time to get the title run, but Drew McIntyre's kind of stuck in mid card purgatory. So, but he's like a that's he's he's a two time WWE champion. And he beat Brock Lesnar for the title at WrestleMania. That's what I said. He was at the right place at the right time, and he's the, uh, you know, Jay Jay White, not Jay White. Drew McIntyre is the prototypical WWE. He's fucking six five, built like a shit brick house. Jay White is a little bit smaller too. Yeah, but 
you can't be in the right place at the right time if you're not in WWE. True, but okay. In your honest opinion, do you see Jay White getting a world title run? If the titles are split, yes. That's that's and that's what I said. But who knows when that's gonna happen? He's, you gotta build a faction. You gotta build a faction around him too. He's got a good. I mean, they had Jinder Mahal as the fucking champion. Like anybody can win. We know what you know how they did that. They did that for the. They <laughs> were trying to get money in India. They had the Miz. The Miz, the two-time WWE champion. Anybody can fucking win. Like, hey, like you said, right place, me. right time. And and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to him. I think the Miz has one of the most underrated WWE careers ever. Like, this guy's made so much money. He's done so much good shit. Like he's he's so underrated as a wrestler and as a personality. So I don't mean to like like you say besmirch the good name of the Miz. So I, I want to put that out there now. I think the Miz is the guy. And he's fucking two time WWE champion. He's main event at WrestleMania. He's won Money in the Bank. He's married to fucking Maurice. Okay, like hey. this guy's <laughs> this guy's living the dream. Living so, the dream. Yeah, don't I don't I don't mean to make it seem like I'm being disrespectful to the Miz, but the Miz has been two time WWE champion. Like I think Jay White could fucking win it, and I feel like Jay White's like the perfect fucking guy for him. I think he's better than Drew McIntyre. I don't like Drew McIntyre. I think Drew McIntyre is overrated. I'm not um, a big Drew fan either, but I don't know. I feel like the stars will have to align with. Jay. I think Jay White is amazing, but. I don't know necessarily he's that prototypical WWE guy. Triple H likes him. I've heard. Who knows what his real thoughts are? But I don't know. I mean, and I don't want to be xenophobic, but like sometimes the Australian accent might throw like the American fan off too. So I hear you, but I mean, you look at like some of their biggest stars. Like Becky Lynch has got that fucking Irish accent. So does Finn Balor. Like people love them. Yeah, Finn Balor hasn't. Done what he's probably supposed. To. Injuries have played a part, though. But I mean, Finn Balor, I feel like he should have had a couple world title runs by now. He is the first ever Universal Champion. He had it for a day. And got it's hurt. only because <laughs> Seth Rollins hurt him during the match. There you go. Circling back to fucking Seth. Yeah, and y'all love, y'all hate our Mercedes, but well, Seth Rollins. But we already talked about that. But I don't know. We we would have to see how it plays out, but. I think he'd have to, Jay White would definitely have to work his way up there. I don't think yeah. he'd be instantly a star if he came in WWE. I've, I've told you for the past 10 minutes, I think he'd be WWE champion. But I think the best move for Jay White would be to go to AEW. Um, and our last topic of the night, sticking with that, rumor has it that WWE is interested in a free agent that's bigger than Jay White. Uh, who do you think that is? I have no clue. Like, can you can you think of any free agents that are out there? I feel like free agent is fluid. I feel like free agent means it doesn't necessarily mean they're free agent right now. It means they're mm-hmm. coming up. And I think it's Omega. Yeah, Omega's definitely bigger in name value than Jay White. What about MJF, his contract is up at the end of the year, allegedly. I don't know what MJF's contract status is. Like, that's the other thing, too. We don't know what people's contract status is. We just see what's online. I don't think it's MJF. I, I feel like it's Omega or 
Ibushi. I feel like Ibushi's a bigger name than Jay White. And he is a free agent. He's done with New Japan. Mm. But what wasn't he already? Didn't they already WWE already sign him? Ibushi was in uh what he in NXT, NXT at one time? NXT. Yeah. Kenta Kenta. We're talking about Kenta, right? No. Kenta oh. was in NXT, but Ibushi was in NXT too. He was on like the early episodes of NXT Black and Gold, just like I remember watching like a random episode. I'm like, that looks like fucking Ibushi. And then he goes to New Japan and he's bigger now. Yeah, they didn't know what they had at the time, but I feel like Ibushi's the the big star that they're about to sign. It's either Ibushi or Omega. So I don't like WWE's track record with Japanese. For some reason, they don't know how to market Japanese stars for some reason. I don't know why, but uh, you see what happened with uh, my man, uh, what's his name? The Intercontinental Champion won the Royal Rumble. Nakamura? Nakamura. Nakamura yeah. sucks, though. Come on. Nakamura was so, oh, the biggest star in NXT. Man. Nakamura should have never been WWE champion. I'm glad they never put the title on him. I, I kind of, they should have pulled the trigger when he faced AJ Styles at Mania. I figured that would have been the time to do it, but since they didn't, I was I was fine with it. Well, yeah, they missed the boat after that, but that's when they should have done it. For some reason, who's the biggest star that they've marketed from Japan that actually gotten over besides Nakamura? Oscar? Male, male star. Tajiri? Exactly. My, <laughs> my point proven. I'm, but how many have they had? They had... Kenta was over there. Yeah, Kenta was... He's what's, like hit or miss. What's my man? Jacket I time. mean, what's Kenta doing right now, though? He's, the bullet, he's in the Bullet Club. He's okay, to, but is he, is he New Japan World Champion? What's he done in New Japan? That's true, but... Sometimes there's a... Sometimes there's a ceiling for wrestlers, right? Like, we think, oh, WWF misused him. Like, look at Cesaro right now. Yeah, he's Ring of Honor champion. Who gives a fuck about Ring of Honor? Like, well, he's he's a mid-carder. Cesaro is just overrated in my eyes to begin with. But, I mean, what's, what's, the, what's the Jacket Time guy's name? Who? Jack, the, the dude with the jacket who's in NXT. The Jacket? Now you gotta yeah, maybe have to Google it. What do you mean the jacket? Why they got this fucking Nikita uh, Lions on TV? Kushida, Kushida, like what do they do with Kushida? Oh, and look at him now. He's fucking wrestling impact and losing. And cause that's cause they his stock was ruined when he <laughs> the way they the way they misused him. I don't Tip, know. We'll see. Oh wow. I, I who's, think, the, who's the interviewer for NXT, the blonde chick? Uh she's married to Vic Joseph. I think her name is Kit. Starts with a K. Well, right now it's her, Nikita Lyons, and Tiffany Stratton on TV. This is like the best interview I've ever watched on mute before. But uh, one thangin'. one uh one possible free agent we talking about. <laughs> DJ Thangin. Like I said, I I'm excited to watch afterwards. <laughs> Me too. But, shit. <laughs> but uh, one free agent we didn't think about. You didn't bring up your favorite wrestler. Mr. Phil Brooks. What about he him? He's a free agent. He's still under contract. Who knows? Nobody really knows. 
uh, Tony Khan just spoke about it. What if he had a buyout behind the scenes? And you said it didn't necessarily have to be free agents at this moment. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they said bigger than Jay White. Like, I'm I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Like, it's not that many that's bigger than Jay White. Why would you? Even, why would you even put that into the universe? Hey, it may happen. Could you yeah. imagine a world? <laughs> SummerSlam, CM Punk beats Roman Reigns for the titles. <laughs> I I throw up. My feelings aren't as harsh towards CM Punk as you. I think he's a dick, but I think he's good for business. But and if he beats Roman Reigns, I'm done. I'm fucking. I'm gonna buy an AEW sweatshirt tomorrow when he beats Roman Reigns for the title. Oh I'm AEW for life after that. Please Joey Stillman in the chat says it's a character and charisma driven show. Oscar's been the most successful Japanese WWE wrestler. I think EO I think EO can get there too. She can. She can. And I don't like the way they I feel like how they treat Oscar now is how they've been should have been treating her the whole time. Like when she was coming out being goofy and spitting like nonsense. Like why why would they do that to her? I feel like that's a Vince fingerprints all over it though. Yeah, but Vince has been gone. She's still doing it. No, she's not. She's just coming out there with the... I, I didn't follow her when she was in Japan. They said it, this uh, clown thing is the Japan her Japan gimmick. She's just coming out there. Yeah. Yeah, and kicking ass right now. It's all right. I'm not a big Oscar guy, but... Uh... I'm not either, but they had her being a straight-up clown and not her gimmick right now. They just had her being goofy. Before yeah. she came back, I don't know. I I think I think the big free agent they're talking about is either Omega or uh, Ibushi. You say CM Punk maybe yeah, or MJF. I was, yeah, I was just talking. MJF would be more likely than CM Punk. Really, I think Punk is way more likely than MJ. I don't think MJF is leaving AEW. Like he's got it made over nah, there. Nah, he's he's a big Cody. Uh, He's a big Cody guy, and I think he's one of those talents. He was an extra back in NXT today. He's one of those guys that wants to definitely dip his toe and see if he can make it. In yeah, but he can't do what he does. The thing that makes MJF MJF, WWF, WWE wouldn't allow that. He's good enough where even if he toned it down a little bit, he would still get heat. He, I think that's where, we, that's where we disagree. I don't think he is. I think he needs that freedom. And that ability to say whatever the fuck he wants that WWE wouldn't give him. And I hate to do the, the online comparison, but the WWE version of MJF is The Miz. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, too. I don't want to be lazy to compare him, but he's like a younger and better version on the mic of Miz. And look how much Miz is hated. I feel like it's MJF to do the same thing in WWE. But I don't think that's what MJF wants. I don't think MJF wants to have a fucking reality show. I mean, he probably want to marry Maurice. I mean, who the fuck wouldn't, right? But He's already dipping his toes into Hollywood a little bit. He's supposed to be uh, one of the Von Erics. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think MJF is a good fit for WWE. I, I will tell you this, though. As much shit as I've talked about MJF on here, this dude has gotten so good in the ring. Like, he rarely wrestles, but when he does, he holds his fucking own against everybody. 
this 60-minute Ironman match against Brian Danielson, you ain't going to be talking about this match and saying, man, it'd be nice if MJF could have caught up with him. MJF is good in the ring, man. He's really good in the fucking ring. And Brian Danielson, we know how he is as far as like the purity of wrestling. He wouldn't agree to this match if he didn't know MJF could keep up with him. So it's going to be a good match. But who knows like how long that I think MJF signed an extension. We don't really have like reports about that, but he might not be able to go to WWE soon. But I feel like that would be a, a bigger free agent get than like you said, Jay White. They said they had somebody bigger out there. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's fun to be a wrestling fan right now, though, with all the moving and shaking going on. It hadn't been this much movement in free agency since NWO started and people were jumping ship left and right. Yeah, what a time to be alive. And it's with full-blown and rest the road to WrestleMania now. Real quick, EJ, I was bored the other day after me and Layla got done watching Harry Potter and I turned on some WCW Nitro from 1999. Um... <laughs> this shit was wild. It was the episode. It was the episode after Spring Stampede where DDP won the world title for the first time. Uh, that was so. This was like ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, ninety nine. Rey Mysterio didn't have a mask. He was teaming with Kidman. Uh, Scott Steiner kidnapped fucking Kimberly and drove the car in front of DDP and like threw her out of the car in the middle of driving by. Like it just wild shit happened. Sting came out like five times, like challenging everybody to fight and nobody wanted to fight him. So Ric Flair was the president and Sting tried to fight Ric Flair. Macho Man had debuted Gorgeous George. Like it was so much and the crowd was loving every fucking really? bit. The crowd was still hot back then for some reason like Man. maybe I- Maybe I've had revisionist history because I was a WCW fan before I was WWF. I thought that that sounds like the Vince Russo area. I feel like Vince Russo tried to copy WWF too much in during that era, and that's when I started I feel, checking out mentally. I feel like the crowd died on WCW like early 2000, late 2000. Mm-hmm. But in 99, this crowd was still hot as fuck. Like Kevin Nash came out in the middle of a tag match. Uh, beat the fuck out of Jimmy Hart was managing two guys they were wearing stocking caps over their heads and mm. it was a tag team and Kevin Kevin Nash just walked out and was like hey y'all need to leave the ring and they didn't so he gave boot to the faces to everybody by the way boot to the face this week is uh, Sami Zayn his boot to the <laughs> face to Baron Corbin that halluva kick right to Baron Corbin I, th- I thought they were going to start to rehabilitate Baron Corbin a little bit. Got squashed again. They need to. You know, that's my guy. But, yeah, the the crowd was so hyped. Um, I think what I'm going to do now is I'm going to start on that episode of Nitro, and I'm going to start watching Nitro's leading up and watching the pay-per-views for it. Because I don't know if you remember this, Nitro uh, Fall Brawl, WCW Fall Brawls, where Sting turned heel for the first time. Mm-hmm. Turned on Hulk Hogan, took the world title from him. So it's one of my. I feel like they could have did a lot more with Sting as a heel, but circumstances, politics, and shit like that. But I thought Sting was really over as a like 
He was a really good heel. He was cheating like a motherfucker. He had DDP and Luger helping him. Um, you know, you know what I feel like WCW missed the boat. I feel like DDP could have been a way bigger star in the long run. He could have been up there with Stone Cold. You people forget how hot DDP was in like ninety seven, ninety eight. DDP was fucking over the People's Champ. And DDP he didn't pull the trigger. I, I kind of I blame the immortal racist and Eric Bischoff probably for that. They should have put the belt on him at that time, but they wanted yeah. to they wanted to race Goldberg up to the top for some reason. They kept him as the United States champion. And then yeah. by the time by the time he did get the world title, it was like it was so and, late in the game. Yeah, and he did it as a heel too. Like yeah, I, I you're absolutely right. DDP was like, excuse me, DDP was one of the most popular wrestlers in the world at the time. Like the fact that he was calling himself the People's Champion while The Rock was wrestling and nobody was hating on it told you like how over it. that dude when that fucking Nirvana hit like I was in the crowd for some of those like DDP was over my brother my little brother my favorite wrestler was Sting one of my favorite my stepbrother his favorite wrestler was Lex Luger and my little brother loved fucking DDP and. You go to high school the next day, everybody's fucking bang. <laughs> like, they should have put. They should have had him take it off Hogan, and they could have. They could have waited a little longer. Now, DDP was fucking fifty-seven years old when that happened. So, I, he was. A, he started off later, but I feel like they still kind of missed the boat. But yeah, I've been kind of doing what you did. I did it, but I'm stuck like in January. Uh, I've been doing that with like the Stone Cold saga with Raw's watching every Raw and the pay-per-views leading up to like Stone Cold's whole saga. Yeah. And I got to pick back up with it. I'm like stuck in like January 98. And I've been doing, I did it with WCW too with the whole NWO storyline. I got from like 90, I was watching all the Nitros and all the pay-per-views. I started in July of like 90 or June of 96. I got up to like a little bit after Starcade and then I fell off, but I need to start picking that up too. I'm doing these things where I'm I'm picking storylines that I want to be in in uh in tune with. I've started watching the beginning of the Bloodline storyline with Jay and Roman and I've started watching where The Rock took over the Nation of Domination. And yeah. I want to I want to go through his his whole thing as the People's Champ, his fucking cage match with Shamrock and uh Mick Foley where he dropped the double people's elbow all the way up through Survivor Series where he fucking turned on everybody and became corporate champion. Um, I think that's a good, that's so, a good fucking storyline. So that's a concurrent storyline. Like I said, like you said, like I said, uh, I was following the Stone Cold. So when the Rock, the Rock turned on and joined the Nation of Domination, like right after SummerSlam, he didn't talk on the mic again until right after Survivor Series, like, I was like, man, they didn't let him get any mic time. He's just yeah. in the background. Yeah. And then his whole, like, ended up taking over the nation. Like, that gif where Ron Simmons is talking, and he's, like, rolling his eyes and shit. Like, oh, yeah. That's all that shit was so there. good. And I don't think in wrestling we will ever have two stars that are in their prime, like the Rock and Stone Cold were. Like, I feel like... At the time, we didn't know, like, how good the shit was then. And looking back on it, it's like, bro, like, we had the rock and stone cold, like, at the same fucking time. 
you know, I like don't even, I don't even know what's the second closest thing. Like I wasn't around. Like maybe people might argue like the motor racist and Macho Man. Maybe I don't know. Like, yeah, that? but I feel like Macho Man is as big as he was. I don't feel like he was ever the Rock or Stone Cold. Now, all these years later, people look back and like love the Macho Man. But at the time, I don't think he was that big. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I was younger then, but in in my opinion, as as a wrestling fan back then, I don't think Macho Man was as big as either of those. He had his fans, but I don't think it's the same. I think I think Rock and Stone Cold were like once in a generation wrestlers that happened in the same generation. <laughs> I I guess the closest thing would be maybe. A scene in a Batista, but I feel like Batista got more popular once he went to Hollywood. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can come up with all these names, but when you think about like how they were at the time, and to me, Batista was the guy, but I don't think he got the credit he deserved while he was wrestling, and now people are giving it to him while he's in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. It's like lightning in the bottle. You probably won't see a rock and stone cold happening at the same time ever again. And I, I think the difference also is they came up about this. Like Stone Cold's obviously a little older than the Rock, but their stars were like, if you remember back then, they were feuding over the Intercontinental title, which is how both of them got like even more popular, feuding over the IC title. And then they started feuding over the world title. Like they just, they gradually moved up the ladder together and one went to Hollywood and one became the biggest fucking star in the history of pro wrestling. Like, I don't think you'll ever see that again. Nope. I agree. Damn, EJ, it's been almost two hours. We're sitting here talking about wrestling. It's going to be a long fucking episode. You got any shout outs you want to give any, anything you want to say before we get up out of here? I just shout out for everybody supporting us and we appreciate it and tune in again next week when we come back. I like to send a shout out to Gigi Dolan. <laughs> I miss her. Um, get well soon. I know we we dedicated our first boot to the face. You know, you were on the <laughs> you were on the the wrong end of that boot to the face episode, but shout out to Gigi Dolan. Um Shout out to everybody in the chat that's listening. We had a bunch of people uh, watching tonight. We still got a lot of people in the chat right now. Um, I won't call everybody out, but thanks for tuning in. Um, if you're listening to this on audio, please go to Apple Podcast, like us, give us a review, tell your friends about it. Um, we'll be back next week, Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Chances are we'll probably do a post WrestleMania. Re- I don't know. I don't want to promise that, EJ. I usually get really uh, drunk during WrestleMania. Are we not going to do a, a post Revolution? They only got when is Revolution? This is like the first weekend in March. I want to say. Okay, there we go. We'll, we'll do a post Revolution. You know what I'm going to try to do, EJ? I'm going to try to. Uh, I'm trying to start collaborating with a couple other podcasts and see if anybody wants to come on. And just hang out with us during a, a post pay per view, like a round table. That'd be dope. Yeah. So let's uh, we'll gather up some podcast buddies that we listen to and see if 
anybody wants to be a part of a round table and just come on Twitch and it'll be a Twitch exclusive. So we won't release it on audio. We'll just do it on Twitch. It'll be right after we'll be drunk more than likely, uh, which is why we're not going to do it on audio because Twitch deletes every two weeks. (laughs) But that should be fun. I'm telling you, NXT, if you want women's wrestling, NXT is where you go. Like, I feel like every other commercial break is women's wrestlers. I don't even recognize half of them. It's like Tatum Paxley and is it Kiana Jade? Is that her name? Which one? Kiana. Kiana James. Kiana James, not Jade. Yeah. They're doing some kind of backstage segment right now. But like NXT's WWE is in really good hands with their women's wrestling in the future. Like, get rid of Shotzi, get rid of Nikki Cross, get rid of uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Like, get them off my TV. Give me more Tatum Paxley, Gigi Dolan, Roxy. Like, NXT's got a really good women's division right now. As long as they can find a situation to bring them up and not have them lost in the shuffle. I feel like they brought a lot of those girls up that you mentioned too quickly and really didn't have anything for them to do. One thing, another thing I like that NXT does. (laughs) Hey, you said it. Uh, Another thing I like that NXT does is I wish that the main roster would do like they do like a lot of offsite, like segments. I feel like Mm -hmm. that's fun. I feel like WWE should do that a little bit more. NXT parking lot is the most dangerous place in wrestling now. I know, right? Motherfuckers get their ass whooped in the NXT parking lot. You got to be on your P's and Q's back there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's all we got tonight, EJ. Good show. Um, we went almost two fucking hours. I can't believe we talked that long about pro wrestling. But we'll be back next Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, twitch.tv. Follow EJ on Twitter at EJ underscore read. Follow me on Twitter at I Live 4 whiskey with the number four. Follow the show at Boots of the Face with the number two as in sweet. And we will see you next week. Peace. Yeah, Mr. Chaos. Boots of the Face. Let's go. California to Georgia, we get it poppin', homie. We taking over the game, so fuck who hatin' on me. We bounty hunting, taking all of the trash out. Your podcast, a one-hit wonder like Smash Mouth. Y'all can talk all that big shit, don't wanna hear it. Shout out to the one and only Santana Garrett. Top rope, dropping elbows from other leagues. Who to the face, hook the leg, is one, two, three. Chris Rucker, Marty V making mics melt. The mill friendly podcast will make your wife melt. Beer drinking, this whiskey chugging, this podcast. We just sit back and laugh and tell them top that Competition is missing, you know they died off Every shirt they put to work is looking fly, boss You want the best in audio, there's nowhere to go Another episode right now, start the show 